This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples, UFC and Boxing Talk. Welcome to episode 129 of the Fight Disciples podcast. This is our boxing episode this week. Thank you so much uh, for all your kind comments over the weekend, be the uh, people that heard us on various uh, national radio stations and local radio stations. I think we've actually got shares in various radio stations now with the amount Should of times have. uh that Nick and myself were popping up talking about Mayweather McGregor. It was sensational. The eyes of the world were on our sport and we are absolutely buzzing uh, to give you a little bit more. If you uh, want a full breakdown of our thoughts uh, on Mayweather McGregor, our Radio City talk show yesterday is actually dedicated to it. We we changed it up a little bit. It's not all about Merseyside, it's all about Mayweather McGregor. So go and have a bit of a nosy. Fightdisciples.com. Coming up in the show, by the way, we've got a new clothing partnership to tell you about where you can get some um, discounted clobber and we've got a Fight Disciples clothing range coming up, um, which uh, head designer Nick Pete's um, we'll be uh, vetting. Uh, formerly head designer, I've been demoted apparently. Nah, we'll stick you back in. You, you, you can have final say on what goes and what doesn't go. All right, okay, that's good then. Yeah, so. <laughs> uh, let's get stuck into Mayweather McGregor because we spoke about it in great length yesterday on our radio show, so loads of people have heard our thoughts on it anyway. But what I wanted to do is maybe give you some of the, the aspects of Mayweather McGregor that we can't talk about on the radio because they're a little bit filthy. And with that, what I mean is the majority of people either got up in the middle of the night to watch it, they stayed up, they went out, they consumed it at the night, and maybe were a little bit sleepy the day after, on a Sunday, I for one was. I took the kids to the park, we had a bit of a do on the bikes and all that type of stuff. Very family-orientated day. However, Nick, he's hardcore, he doesn't he doesn't fuck about with that shit, he's not interested, yeah? Because what Nick did after uh, an all-nighter is what he pulled, after broadcasting with other broadcasters, <laughs> I'll get to that, in a, I'll get to that in a minute, right? <laughs> But what he did after uh, Mayweather McGregor and calling the fight, he went home, caught some Zeds. Then... No, I didn't. I didn't even catch any Zeds. You just went straight, I, straight through. I, I got in. Jane and the kids were already up. So I uh, started having... I put some bacon on to make myself a bacon sandwich, of which my daughter, who's only just turned one, was ate, ate most of. But then Jane was like, oh, you're on going out soon, so I'm going to nip the gym. So she flew the gym, went to the gym for an hour, came back, had a shower. When she got out the shower, she was like, right, you can go now. And then I had to head off to, to Wales, as you know. So he went to, you went to North Wales. Straight to Wales, yeah. To join the stag do. So the stag do had been there throughout the course of the weekend. Yeah. And you went to uh, join your pals. Up, rocked up went Sunday lunchtime. Yeah. Mm, Perfect mm. time. Yeah, 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 to get stuck in. And uh, some of the things that have happened on the stag do are highly amusing because we spoke about this on the show yesterday. One of the things and the beautiful things for us as Fight Disciples, the guy that run this uh, particular brand, uh, it's not just me and Nick, it's other people as well. And we love those conversations where you're getting in a taxi and someone talks to you about a fight or your window cleaner talks to you about a fight. The guy over your back fence talks to you about a fight. We love all that. We can't get enough of it. Mm -hmm. Never before have I been in the situation Nick found himself in at the weekend. We'll put a disclaimer on. This might not be for everybody, i.e. Nick's wife and mum and dad. If you could just turn turn it down now, that'd be perfect. Just turn the radio down a little bit. We'll come back in come back in five minutes once Nick's told this story. Come okay? back in five, yeah. Mm. Go on. So so Sunday afternoon hits and uh obviously we're we're, we're staying out in the in the middle of the countryside and doing whatever. And then next thing you know, knock on the door, the entertainment's arrived. Nice. The, the entertainment for the stag. You what, know, so. what was the name? Uh, Amelia was a name. Amelia, she is, classic. She was a six foot tattooed 
uh, voluptuous lady yeah. from from the Midlands. Nice. Yeah, all right, yeah, all right, lads. I'm here now. Where is he? Where's the stag? Where that's, is he? That's so accurate. Yeah, that's right. unbelievable. Come on, big boy, get your kick off here now. Yeah, Let's exactly. have a go now. So uh, hit the music, big lad. <laughs> so let's just say she's rocking through it, S and M show, mm. and uh, you know she's got the cat and nine tails out, the old nice. snooker ball for the mouth, you Good. name it. Yeah. You know the, the, the chains, the whips, the dog leads. Did she everything. have a did she have a Floyd Mayweather mask? Did she have one of them on? She had a normal. It was more like a sleeping mask. Actually. Was it? Was like it? You get free on a plane if oh, you go right, on an right, overnight right. flight. But anyway, yeah. she had the full day going on. Oh, coming off should have probably be a bit more accurate to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. So she's well into a routine, and then people are kind of you know laughing and joking and stuff. Anyway, out of nowhere, she just suddenly drops there. Any of you guys watched the Mayweather McGregor last night? <laughs> now this, at this point, bear in mind the tops off. She's still got a basque on, but a g-string's halfway down a left leg. Yeah, and that she just kind of dropped that bomb right in the middle of conversation. So. I, I was just like, well, well yeah, 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 you know, what? I, I <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> so I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was like, all oh, right, well, you know, this is... And she basically starts laying out her thoughts on the fight, the breakdown. Meanwhile, by this stage, she's doing a reverse crab in front of the stag. And mid-conversation, she's literally like, you know, for me, I just thought Connor started running out of gas. And, uh, you know, he just needed to... You ready, love? Is the money shot. There you go, kid. He, he just needed to keep his hands up. Bingo. <laughs> Two calves separate. You know, they literally legs akimbo. And she's still racking on about Conor McGregor and the fact that why he run out of speed. And I was just, it was one of those absolutely surreal moments where I kind of thought. There you go. Yeah, yeah, it was a big fight. Yeah, because this is topic of conversation. Mid, not even post-routine, mid-routine Mid money shot, and she's discussion discussion someone else's money shot at the weekend. Unbelievable! I do find it highly amusing when you're in the strippers because it, you are tempted to have a conversation, aren't you? You know, like when someone's giving you a lap dance and what have you. Well, what do you do at that moment? Because you're, you're sat on your hands. It's a very intimate moment. Do you have a conversation? Do you just stay quiet? Do you let her do a thing? I, you know what I mean? I always end up having conversations when I'm in that situation. Yeah. I always end up on the conversation where they tell me about how they're at university studying to be yeah, a doctor. Yeah, and you start feeling sorry for him. So I you're know. thinking, yeah, I'll have, have a better give us some more money then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm studying to be a doctor at the moment. Oh, yeah. This is, oh, this oh, is putting yeah. me through my medical degree. Oh, very, like, yeah, very wise. If, if that was true... yeah. Every GP in the country would have like fit. Triple, triple G breasts. <laughs> yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah, come yeah. on, yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Never gonna happen. Never gonna happen. Um, so you, are, you, are, you. Are apologies there. Just a quick disclaimer. Apologies there for any actual strippers that mm. are listening to the show now mm. that are actually doing a medical degree. Yeah. Apologies to anyone out there, and you know, nonsense. Did you um, participate in the conversation? Of course, I couldn't. I couldn't leave it there with it, you know, getting a chill, without uh, engaging in the in, in McGregor Mayweather talk. But it was, it was kind of surreal. It kind of took the edge off. I've got to be honest with you. <laughs> An in-depth conversation about fight sports while she's getting a kit off. <laughs> Unreal. Uh... So she's basically spraying her chest with it with Gillette, <laughs> foaming it all up. She's got she's got the stag motor just motorboat in there, son. Just motorboat in there. Do you think he should have brought in Freddie Roach? <laughs> it's just like what what's going on here? This is so bizarre. 
but it caught. It, listen, if you need any more uh, evidence that it captivated the world, there you go, man. That's the story, isn't it? Never mind. Sure is. Never mind your mum and dad talking about it, or your window cleaner, or the geezer in the supermarket. No, a stripper. That's it. The stripper was chatting to us about it mid strip. <laughs> I tell you, um, there were there were loads of things that went on over the weekend, actually, away from the fight that uh, made me made my ears prick up. And uh, you alluded to it on yesterday's show. It was all about Oscar De La Hoya getting a little bit salty, and he yeah. did, did he? Come on, man! I mean, Oscar, what are you playing at, lad? Stay off. Listen, don't drink and tweet, mate. Stay off it. Stay away from it. Jump on, jump on the coattails. Ride the coattails because you've got an opportunity here for your business to make a few quid. Don't exactly. get, don't get ag. Just because a couple of kids are making a few million quid that you're not getting a piece of. Let me remind you, by the way, uh, Mr. Oscar De La Hoya, a couple of months ago, you were the one that was saying the only fight that uh, we want to see Conor McGregor taking is the one with Canelo. Why? Because you get weighed in, mate. Yeah. Just because he hasn't gone with that one and he's gone with the biggest pay-per-view star, a guy that you've got a little bit of animosity towards, Floyd Mayweather, um, you get a little bit aggressive about it. I'm like, come on, Oscar. Let it go, son. Yeah, exactly. I mentioned it yesterday that I thought Oscar's missed a complete trick here. You know, this is he should have he should have jumped all over the back of Mayweather McGregor. If it ended up being a complete sham and a complete waste of everyone's money, it was his opportunity to go. Well, listen, don't let that put you off boxing. This is this is the big fight. This is the real fight. This is where your money needs to go. Come over here with me. That's what he should have done. Instead of being super negative, instead of calling everybody names, instead of getting blitzed out of his mind and then taken to Twitter and just letting loose and just making a complete fool of himself. And I thought Dana White's tweet coming back yeah. was absolutely on the money. That's it. It's just like you know, he just he's just he's missed an opportunity. He's made a fool of himself. And to be honest, and I said this yesterday, I think the fight at the weekend did him a favour because people went, wow, boxing delivered when it said it would. Cool. Okay, what's next on the boxing horizon? Okay, this is the one. It's crazy. What a mm. fool. There's a couple of, I mean, you put a tweet out off the back of cheating on me, which we'll get to in a minute. I haven't forgot about it. <laughs> uh, but off the back of that, you uh, said, listen, UFC won, boxing won, fans won, everybody won. There's no losers that come out of this. There are two for me. Oscar De La Hoya is one of them, the way that he's been so bitter towards it. Yeah. He would be one of them. The other one, Paulie Malinaji's lost, man. He has lost big time. Listen, let the narrative go, Paulie. All right? We get it, yeah? We get it. You're upset that you've been mugged off a little bit. There's only you talking about it now, man. Let it go. Stop yakking about it. People forget about it. Now you're just making a rod for your own back. People are going to give you even more shit because Connor went in there and looked half decent for a period of time. I know, but he won't be looking like a dickhead come St. Patrick's Day and he's standing facing Conor McGregor in Madison Square Garden, son. It's not happening. I'm, I'm telling you now. No, no it, it won't happen. happen. No. That could happen. It won't I'm happen. I'm telling you now, it could happen. Zufa Boxing presents their first event. Malinaji versus McGregor, St. Patrick's Day, Madison Square Garden. I'm telling you now, that could happen. I don't want it to happen. I kind of like Paulie getting mugged off. I kind of like it. Yeah. I don't I don't want him to be cashing in and making a few million quid now just because he's gone so OTT. Like turning up at uh, the, the Fighters... Re- well, it was the Fighters Reveal Day, wasn't it, on the yeah, Tuesday? Yeah, yeah. He turned up at that and he's getting in there. Where's your balls, Connor? Where's your balls? Eh? Get your balls out, Connor. And I'm thinking, yeah. don't forget your balls. I'm thinking, Paulie, it's not about you now, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, you were part of the narrative. But, but you've Paulie been... Malinaji smells money. He's done this throughout his entire career. He knows how to make a lot of money with limited resources. And listen, this is a guy, let's not forget, that last time out lost to Sam Eggington. Yeah. But 
he's put himself in a perfect position to be the eye. Who else does who else does Connor fight next in the boxing ring? Let's be honest. There's options there in UFC, of course well, well, there is. Well, but the UFC are... doesn't bring the same amount of eyeballs as mm. or the same amount of re- money that boxing does. So we've got to speak realistically now about what his next step is. And for me, his next step is more likely going to be a boxing ring because there's more money to be made there. If I was to be honest, if I was the owners, IMG William Morris McGregor, uh, Willius Morris Endeavor, who've bought the UFC less than two years ago from the from the Zufa well, Fatita brothers, i.e. the Zufa. business was yeah. Zufa. If I was them, I'd be like, wait a minute, has someone pulled our pants down here? Because Ronda Rousey's gone. Brock Lesnar's a, a drug cheat and he's gone, we're going to struggle to bring him back. John Jones is a fucking crack whore from the sounds of it. He can't stay clean. So the biggest star, the basically the reason why we paid $4 billion instead of $2 billion, Conor McGregor, has now basically become the biggest star, in bo- the biggest active star in boxing. <laughs> and the guys who we paid $4 billion quid are now starting a business called Zufa Boxing. Wait a minute. What's going on here? Because I'm listen. I'm telling you now, Zufa Boxing is a real business with a lot of money, with guys that are obsessed with fight sports, that are in cahoots with Dana White anyway. He's got a great relationship with Connor. I'm telling you now, that Lorenzo and Connor the thickest thieves. Lorenzo Fatita. It just makes perfect sense now for Connor to do a deal with Zufa Boxing. That Zufa Boxing doing events on St. Patrick's Day and Conor McGregor headlines against Malinaji. No. Because the story's there. No. The narrative's no. there. No. It's be- done. Listen, it's done. Listen, there's a better narrative. There's a better one. Oscar De La Hoya out of retirement for Conor McGregor. <laughs> That's the one, baby. That's the one. What do you reckon? Not a chance. Come on, mate. That's the one that we all want, isn't it? A little Not bit of a that. Chance. But if they'd have played this differently, the winning, the winning in two weeks' time could have gone. Okay, well, I'm the best middleweight on the planet. Hey, Conor McGregor, you sell, you told us you want to come for a knock. Come and have a knock with me, and then they, they could have made a fortune. Yeah, you are right in that. Uh, before we move on and talk about our new clothing partnership, and obviously having a go at uh, Javonta Davis, um, I want to have a go at you, mate. You know what I mean? I thought that we were tight. I thought that we we started this relationship off. We we worked hard over a period of time. We picked up awards. There's people talking about us, putting us on national radio stations because of uh, the entertainment factor that we bring as a as a collective. People are buying into the Fight Disciples brand. Now all of a sudden you've had a bit of success, and yeah, you? you know what I mean. You're getting above your station, and you're starting to knock about with people that I slag off. What are you doing? Eh? <laughs> huh? Who'd you slag off? Every week, Buncey. I give him tons on this show, don't I? I give him absolute tons. No, not not for you. Ah, oh, Buncey. Yeah, I'll be on your radio show, Buncey. I'll come and hang out with you, Buncey. Where are you, mate? Oh, you're over in uh, Vegas. So you no problem. I can do that. No bother, mate. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so, no, I'll I'll be I'll be your MMA eyes and ears. No bother. Look at you, moonlighting. It, was, uh, it, it felt weird to be honest to be in a studio. Don't with a, backtrack with now. Presenter. Don't backtrack now. I bet you were in there going, "Yeah, that Catterall, he's a dickhead. He knows fuck all. He doesn't even fucking like boxing. Doesn't even like it." Well, he's... I was actually in studio with a guy called Will Perry. Mm. He, you know, listen, he, he really nice guy, but he wasn't us, man. This wasn't it. Wasn't our vibe. It wasn't mm. clicking. You know, yeah. this is what we're all about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he was. Better I bet you, I bet you, you said though, that which... to the stripper as well, didn't you? Yeah. You said it to them all. <laughs> One thing I will say is that Will Perry is better looking than you, and I didn't Most like that. I, I, I like to be the handsome man yeah, in, yeah, yeah. In, the, in the studio, ah, you see. right. That's why you're here, is it? You know what That's I mean? That's exactly. Right. Okay, yeah. Big yourself of hair. Look, All right. <laughs> Look at you. You're cheating on me, and now you're giving me the reasons why you're cheating on me. <laughs> Dirty pig. Mm. Uh, for those that don't know what I'm talking about, Nick was uh, the in-studio MMA analyst uh, for uh, Five Lives coverage at the weekend. It was uh, Mr. Costello and Mr. Bunce, 
um, live from Las Vegas and you were uh, adding your uh, little bit of colour, weren't you, boy? Yeah, from the studio, yeah, enjoyed it. Can it's I just good. point out? Can nice I, I, I just want to point something out here, right, at this moment. I'm going to try and make you feel bad. You won't give a shit, but I'm going to say it anyway because the people that listen to this show need to know how loyal I am to this brand and how loyal I am to you. So you have been called by Five Live to do that, yeah? You've been yeah. called in, and there wasn't a number and an R. There wasn't a, oh, Adam, I've been asked about this. What do you reckon? None of that bullshit. No, no, no. You've just <laughs> gone in there straight away, and you've accepted the deal. You didn't even tell me until I heard you on the radio, right? That's what it was. <laughs> Shaggy, it wasn't me vibe was going down. I got a phone call from the competitor, TalkSport, who you know that I work with anyway, but yeah, they, yeah. They, they, they phoned me up. He said, Adam, would you like to come and be our uh, analyst with Duke McKenzie? Would you like to do that for the Mayweather-McGregor fight. And I said, do you know something? No, it just wouldn't be the same without Nick. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I know that I love Duke, three-time world champion. He's a top guy. I've done it before. <laughs> I've worked with Duke before, but that was before I knew Nick. Yes, we did the Mayweather-Pacquiao fight together, Duke, but not, we're gonna, I'm not going to do it. I don't want to cheat on Nick. We built this thing up. We've got a good vibe going on. It just won't be the same. So I thought I was doing the loyal thing for our relationship. Next thing I know, you got your pants down. And blooming Bunce is sucking you off. Right? All right. I get it now. No, no. You, that's it. Some. We're done. I'm easily bored. What can I say? I'm easily bored. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Now, on yesterday's Radio City Talk Show, we told you that we have uh, set up a new partnership with a clothing company. Um, and we're quite excited about this, really, because... Nick's obviously got a penchant for designing stuff. He kind of gets uh, a bit of a kick out of uh, making T-shirts and what have you. So it's quite kind of nice to have uh, an esteemed brand come on board uh, with Fight Disciples that love uh, fight sports just as much as we do. Yeah, that was the whole key, wasn't it? You know, we've been approached by a couple of, uh, over the last 12 months, well, all manned up people, haven't you? I mean, sponsorship opportunities and advertising partnerships. And none of it kind of felt right, but then when a, a brand that completely fits and, and suits our demographic mm. of, of the rest of the Fight Disciples that listen to us on a on a weekly basis, that we thought, you know what, people be into this gear, you know? Uh, the clothes that they do are awesome anyway. You know, basically a lot of the people that listen to our show will wear their gear, no doubt. Mm. Um, so we thought, you know what, this is a this is a, a perfect partnership for us. Kind of sits quite nicely as well because they do already sponsor uh, various uh, fighters. I know that they look after Terry Flanagan. They did Brian Rose for a period of time and a couple of other lads uh, that they kit up with uh, uh, various T-shirts and jeans and various things like that. We're, of course, talking about uh, Luke, the, uh, the designer British menswear brand. You may have seen them in the Trafford Centre. I think they've got one in Meadowall. Um, I'm sure they've got a couple of shops in uh, various other parts of the land as well. Uh, but you mainly you can purchase their stuff online. So give them a little bit of a nosy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the website is uh, all the W's as per usual. Luke1977. So that's L-U-K-E 1977.com. Okay? L-U-K-E 1977.com. Uh, have a little bit of a nosy at their clobber. If there's anything on there that you like, then we've got your discount. You know, we look after you. There's a little bit. Um, the Terrace Ranger stuff's class. They did, the yeah, they, they specialise in we need sport. To get into, I need them to send me some swag, actually. Let's get some swag sent over from Luke because I like all their Look at you. We've been, in, we've been in partnership with him for a week and you're after some free Send me gear. some gear. That's send me it. Some gear. Anyway, um, if you are into your clobber, you want some new threads, you don't want to pay for whack, no worries. We've got you a 15% discount on all full-priced items uh, from Luke. All you've got to do is use this code. So when you're in the checkout bit, you'll see uh, if you've got a discount code, FD, Five Disciples, FDLR15. 
FDLR15. Um, and that is valid on Luke1977.com. Have a little bit of a nosy. The most exciting part of this partnership is, and the reason why we've set it up is because, as I said right at the start there, Nick loves to design T-shirts. He sits at home in his Chavez Jr. T-shirt and his Muhammad Ali T-shirts, and you think to yourself, do you know something? We should have our own Fight Disciples range. Um, So I've left him to his own devices, right? He's been off designing T-shirts, haven't we? And we just needed a partner that knows about this type of stuff. Apparel. We need a proper partner. And Luke fit the bill. They love fight sports. They love what we're doing. We love what they're doing. So we just partnered up. That's how it's working. Uh, So Nick is going to be working with their top designers in order to create a Fight Disciples range. Look Mm -hmm. at you. No fucking wacky colours, you, right? I've seen your clobber. (laughs) We've had this discussion in the past about beads and you coming down in blooming... Baseball caps Yeah, well, not even just that, mate. Like blues on yellows and all these random colours that you decide to wear to go to the footy with your flip-flops on and all that type of stuff. Listen, let's just have standards straight down the line most blokes would wear type stuff. None of this wacky Nick Pete stuff, all right? Yep. There you nope. go. So keep your eyes out on uh, Luke1977.com. That's the yep. website. The, we'll blast it all over our social media. Oh, we'll put it all over our social media. So yeah, make sure yeah. you follow us at Fight Disciples on all social medias. And, and you like this stuff. That's why That's why we've gone into partnership with Luke. All their, all their gear is quality. It's all top. It, it all looks the part, you know, and uh, as soon as they send me a box of gear, I'll be, I'll be wearing nothing but Luke, let me tell you. Have you listened? If, if uh, the guys at Luke are listening to this show, because I've no doubt you're just checking that we're giving it a mention for you, um, he's a cheeky bastard. But you know what I mean? If there's any spurs, you know what I mean? Mediums? Well, you're a light heavyweight, aren't you? I was going to say, I ain't no medium. Get him a medium. Let him spray it on. <laughs> Get him a medium. This is the Fight Disciples podcast. Subscribe now via the iTunes store. Now, no doubt you're online at this moment in time buying yourself some brand new clobber, courtesy of Luke. Make sure you check it out. 15% off. All the tags are on our social media. Whilst you're doing that, keep your earphones in because I want to talk to you about Javonta Davis. Where do I start with this kid, right? When he came to London, I was so excited about meeting him. So excited about meeting him. To be fair, he's a sweet, quietly spoken guy when he's on his own. And he comes across really, really good. But then when he's in the company of Floyd Mayweather, when he's in the company of Floyd Mayweather's bodyguards and all those, you see kind of a different side to him a little bit. Now, I'm not having to do each to their own because he's extremely talented in the ring and we've seen him perform, like I say, in London. He was absolutely sensational. His performance at the weekend was weird, but I just want to get to the the weigh-in situation. And do you know something? When I saw this, when I saw that he'd missed weight and he'd been stripped of his title um, on the scales, initially I went, oh, fucking hell, he's turning into Brawner, this kid, right? Mm-hmm. That is, was my initial thought. But then I thought to myself, he's only a young pup. He's, ta- he's, he's very young. He's still growing. And if we, if you remember, yeah, he struggled when he fought Liam uh, Liam yeah, Walsh four times. He needed to go on a scale. Yeah, he had to skip it off and and, and get down. So he's obviously struggling at one thirty. He's obviously mm. struggling. His body's growing, and now to miss it by two pounds and be stripped of his title at the weekend, his body just doesn't fancy doing it. So I'm not going to give him too much of a hard time on this. I will give him a hard time if he decides to continue to fight at one thirty. Yeah. He has to go to 135 now. He has to step up. So I'm not going to go OTT on him. Shit happens. Your body hasn't allowed it to happen. Cool, man. Take the notes from your body. Move up to 135. Yeah. All right? But what I can't excuse is that performance at the weekend, mate. That was the most batshit crazy thing that I've ever seen in my life. It's like... It's like, I can't even explain it. He's gone in there and it's obvious that he thinks that the geezer that he's fighting isn't up to his level and that's cool. But he was just fucking about. 
Yeah. Take care of business. Take care of business. Put on a bit of a show. The eyes of the world are on here. I'm watching that thinking, you're coming across a bit of a bell end. Just get yeah. it, get on with it. Do what you do what you've been paid to do. Show the skills that you've got. Get on with it, son. It, the whole performance, it started with him walking out with that crazy hood. Came out as a fucking Teletubby. What are yeah, you doing? I was just like, what the hell is that? Now I'm all for a bit of show. I'm, I'm cool with that. Yeah, of course. Me too, yeah. But having thick, thick, fair hood on like a leather tunic, mm. it just looked ridiculous. And then when he stripped off, he had the fair running down the side of his shorts. He had a pelt. Effectively made his shorts look twice as wide and twice as heavy. That mm. was leather and thick fair. That was probably about a six pound pair of shorts on. It's like, what, what are you doing? He, 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 you're right, he, he became more Broner than Mayweather. He became mm. an absolute prat. And what Mayweather never did, certainly at that age, was carry anybody, was pontificate around the ring instead of just getting the job done and getting in there and taking care of business. And for me, he almost paid the ultimate price as well because Fonseca almost, almost... Yeah. Kidded, you know, he, he attempted to kid the rev, the referee and get Javonta Davis disqualified. And he was close to doing that as well. Some referees, some weaker referees, may well have disqualified Javonta Davis at that point. Mm. But it, it, it was just a, such a surreal performance because, and, we, and we'd spoke about this in the build-up, for me, this was the moment that Javonta Davis could have piggybacked on the fact that we had the biggest audience of, of one of the biggest audience of all time, that the whole world was watching this event. He needed to go in there and look amazing defending his belt. He had to make weight. He had to defend his belt. He had to be able to hold that world title belt above his head. But he, more than that, he had to put him in a kind of performance, kind of destructive performance. That people go, wow, this kid's a little terror. This kid is an absolute little monster. I can't wait to follow his career. And instead, people, while that fight were on, were making a cup of tea. We're talking about what happened, what's going to happen with Mayweather McGregor. He didn't take the opportunity he had in front of him. He kind of played with it, messed around his way through the fight. And as I say, to win by, you know, a, a count out in the manner that it was, it was all just, it just felt like a wasted opportunity. Completely the opposite of what Badu Jack did. Badu Jack took that opportunity and that stage with both hands and arrived for me. He arrived. Javonta Davis missed the boat. So, you, well, on that, because that's probably our next talking point on Badu Jack, um, off the back of that fight, we now know that Nathan Cleverley is retired. I think that's the right decision because yeah. he looks slow. Uh, his career kind of caught up with him on that night. A little yeah. bit of a shame for him because it's probably his biggest night uh, with that audience and fighting the guy that he was fighting. Um, but Badu Jack, first time at light heavyweight. Now, I, this is you say he arrived, and I agree. I thought he looked a million dollars. But I can't decide whether he looked a million dollars because Badu Jack was brilliant or because Cleverley time, awesome. time caught up with him, yeah. Yeah. I can't decide yeah. which way because if you're comparing him to all the light heavyweights that are out there, you've got your Andre Ward. He's not Ward. big enough. He's yeah, not big enough. That, that's it. I'm thinking, is he big enough? I mean, will Kovalev? I, I mean, Kovalev are d- doing with power. Surely he would. He would give him enough to think about power wise, so therefore he wouldn't be able to fight in that manner, Badu Jack. I don't know. Well, he's talking about fighting a Donna Stevenson. I think there's he, another one with power though. It was absolutely bonkers to call out a Donna Stevenson. He's like the Candyman. You say that guy's three names, and you're going to end up on your back. So be careful what you wish for there, Badu Jack. But what? Well, in the obviously, people who listen to the show know that last week when I made my predictions, I said Badu Jack is going to destroy cleverly. You know, I called this one right. But when the fight started, when the, I, I never really seen it at the weigh-ins because the weigh-ins, it was all obviously it was just made by Tiny McGregor. Yeah. It was crazy. But when the fight started, I thought, well, you're not even a light heavy because cleverly was massive, and I thought I've got this prediction way wrong because if all cleverly's got to do is box this fella and keep it at range, and he won't get anywhere near him. 
obviously in the end in the fight cleverly just seemed like all them wars all those long 12 round fights he's had in his career just suddenly caught up with him he looked like he was walking through treacle in there couldn't get his shots off couldn't get anything started it was a abysmal performance from Nathan Cleverly and you're right I agree with you I'm glad he has retired because as horrible a decision that is to make it's definitely the right decision because he couldn't do anything for me against the blown up super middleweight and I think mm. now Baddy Jack he looked good though don't get me wrong Baddy Jack looked, looked good technically looked, brilliant he looked amazing but put him in there with another big, talented light heavyweight, someone like a Kovalev, someone like, and then I think you'll start thinking, whoa, 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 what, what am I doing in this weight class? He just didn't look big enough to be a light heavyweight. Mm. But his performance on Saturday night, arguably the performance of the night. The highlight of my of watching that particular fight, obviously Bellew was on commentary. Stroke a genius, that, from Sky, getting Bellew in there to commentate on a Nathan yeah. Cleverly fight. Uh, now, we've had uh, Bellew in our studio on many occasions. He's been a big supporter of the show. And one of the funniest things that I always love is that he refuses to say Cleverly's name, refuses to say it. How can you do that? If you're commentating on a fight <laughs> involving Nathan Cleverly, how can you then refuse to say his name? He compromised and only called him Nathan. Did you hear that? <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. I never noticed. Oh, it was sensational, mate. So therefore, he normally refers to him as the guy from the valleys or the boy from the valleys is what he refers to him as, yeah? He yeah. never says his name and he refuses to do so because he's got a bit of disdain for him. They've had, obviously, uh, a past, those boys. Uh, but in the fight of the weekend, Cleverly's on core comes. I'm thinking, go on, what are you going to do, Bellew? What are you going to do? How are you, how are you going to approach this tone? He goes, yeah, Nathan needs to uh, do this and Nathan <laughs> needs to do that. I'm thinking, good lad. He's refusing to to say the surname, fair play, man. Um, can I also just give a little bit of a, a mention? I mentioned this on yesterday's Radio City talk show to the lovely hardcore people um, that uh, um, have no time for casual fight fans. We do here at Fight Disciples, by the way. We absolutely adore casual fight fans. We try our very best to explain boxing and UFC uh, in layman's terms because we understand that not everybody has studied the life and times of various fighters down the years and just want to be entertained and hopefully we do that on this particular podcast everybody is welcome whoever you are whatever your interest in sports or fight sports everybody is welcome here and we will entertain any conversation with anybody however the hardcore fans the ones that think that uh, nobody else should be allowed to watch boxing or UFC uh, because uh, they've watched it for a lot longer than you and you know nothing, those type of characters. I did love them on, on social media at the weekend who just kept tweeting, constantly tweeting, to the extent that Triple G and Canelo was trending on Saturday night. They were they were tweeting about that, uh, but the majority was uh, saying, I'm not going to be watching Mayweather, I'm not going to be watching McGregor, uh, because Cotto's on at the weekend, and he's going for a, a world title, and obviously that is uh, premier uh, boxing. That's proper boxing, that's legitimate boxing. Well, I'm not... not offence i watched it and it were all right the fight were all right yeah it was there was a little bit there for the for the casual fan the boxing purist might got a lot more out of it but let's be honest the eyes of the world weren't on that i love the fact that they kept reminding me that they were watching cotto but every couple of minutes they might send a tweet out regarding mayweather mcgregor so your eyes were on it casually were it all right all right lads we know that you were there or thereabouts we know that you had a look yeah exactly Get over yourselves. A <clears throat> <laughs> um, little bit of uh, gossip regarding fights that might be made for the back end of this year because season is now coming uh, thick and fast. September is when traditionally the boxing season gets underway and we've got some cracking fights coming up. But um, there's a rumour for November the 4th. Deontay Wilder, Luis Ortiz. What do you make of that? Yeah, that's a, come from left field a little bit, hasn't it? Mm. You know, Luis Ortiz, as we said in the past, he's either the, the best kept secret in the heavyweight division or he's the biggest joke in the heavyweight division. And 
boy, we're going to find out for real, aren't we? Because uh, Deontay is putting his money where his mouth is. Respect to him. And to be fair to Deontay, he kind of needs one like this, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Yeah, of course he does. Of course he does. Unfortunately, though, it feels like a bit of a, 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 a you know, it's a, it's, I'm surprised it's happening because of Ortiz and Ortiz's reputation. If he blows Ortiz away, then everyone will just go, yeah, well, Ortiz was a joke. We all said that. He's just an old man. Yeah, fair point. That's been sailing through. And if he gets beat by Ortiz, people will be like, Ah, you know, you know, we still don't know where Ortiz ranks, so it'll take the shine off off Wilder's career. So I am surprised it's happening. But then, you know, what what are the other options out there in terms of clean athletes in the heavyweight division? There isn't many. Mm. Um, and just a quick one on the the heavyweights as well. Uh, Anthony Joshua Kubrat Pulev. We're here in October twenty eighth. It's close to October twenty eighth. Cardiff, is yeah, it yeah, Cardiff? yeah. Uh, we will keep you up to date once we get a little bit of information off Eddie and his team. We will uh, we will chuck that your way. And speaking of uh, stuff that has been mandated by the IB. Crawford, Sergei Lipinets, ordered by the IBF. You're fuming, I'm fuming. We don't want that fight, man. I don't care if he's the mandatory challenger and I don't care if he's half-talented. I want Crawford in with someone like uh, Lomachenko down at 135. Let's do that. Let's get him in with Mikey Garcia. That's who we want him at 140. Let's get him up to 147 and take on Manny Pacquiao. That's what we want, Nick. We don't want we don't want mandatories. Let him off. Let him no, go. No, exactly. And, IBF uh, are always spoiling our fun. Stop it. It's Stop always being the, so efficient. It is, it is. It is always the IBF, isn't it? It's like, come on. He's only just won all the belts. Just give him five minutes please that we can try and talk up some super fights before you try and mandate them with someone that we've got a checkbox rec hmm. to see what their records look like come on do us a favor I, I, I you know we've talked about this before i don't think he'll stay at this weight class anyway i think he's going to move up i think he's going to go up to the uh, do you know what i do i chuck him i just chuck him let him have the ibf belt and just fight mikey garcia that's what i'd do yeah that's the uh, fight and that man. may well happen you know that might might yet well happen, you know, and, and more fool the IBF if they strip him on the account of that uh, they don't want to, you know, back a Mikey Garcia fight because that's the fight that the fans want to see. But unfortunately, this is boxing, isn't it? You know, we were we were waxing lyrical the other week saying it's amazing to be able to say there's no one, there's no other argument now. He's the undisputed champion of this weight class. And yet less than two weeks later, you've got the IBF saying you've got to come this way or we'll take the belt off you. Mm. Uh, Grow up. Now, just, um, I know we mentioned Cotto there. The hardcore obviously watched it and therefore they've got a, a more clear review on that particular fight but I did watch it on the, on Sunday morning I thought Cotto actually did put a little bit of a clinic on he did look really really good yep. against the geezer that was tough as old boots he probably needed a cricket bat to get him out of there but I didn't see the point of the fight I'm going to be honest with you I don't see the point of the fight because Miguel Cotto has come out categorically and said I'm, I'm done at the end of the year that's me I'm out I'm gone yep. so fighting now for the £154 title we said this on last week's show it's kind of a pointless Exercise, yes, all right. He picks up another strap, his sixth world title. Well done, him. Um, and maybe the only exercise is blowing off the ring rust. Maybe that's the only thing it is, and just to keep himself sharp and in the mix for a fight that's happening in three weeks' time because it's he's, he's quite obvious he's signed to Golden Boy now after breaking up from Rock Nation. It's quite yeah. obvious that he's edging his bets and praying that Canelo comes through that fight quite quite emphatically really I think he needs to come through emphatically Canelo so therefore there's no noises of a, a rematch or anything like that which then might set up a, a Cotto part two yeah I think so I think that was the only point in coming back he's done nothing to add to his legacy and winning that fight on Saturday night uh, you know his legacy is assured anyway I think what he's looking for is one big last final swan song and that certainly wasn't it on Saturday so you're right you know I think if Canelo Triple G the problem is he, he, he's putting all his eggs in one basket though yeah. in a lot of regard because if Canelo, if Canelo Triple G is even close you know as close as the Daniel Jacobs fight was with Triple G then I think we'll definitely see a rematch you know we've seen it with Andre Ward Kovalev and I think we'll probably 
probably see it with uh, Triple G versus Canelo because both these guys are so cl- are so good. Uh, it's it's such a 50-50 fight that uh, I think it's inevitable that this fight, unless we get an early knockout, um, this fight isn't going to see some kind of a rematch. So I um, I, I kind of don't. I'm like you. I'm I, I don't really know why Cotto has come back because. His his name is not really on the tip of everybody's tongue, and you know Mayweather's gone now, and I, I just don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. But for me, you know, it, it's the big R looms for him, isn't it? Mm. Again, and, and, and well, from our point of view as British fight fans, the obvious one and the one that we all want is Frank to put his hand in his pocket, tempt Miguel Cotto maybe over to the UK yeah. for a fight with either uh, Williams or Smith. The winner of that, you know what I mean? I'm sure that that could get made. Yeah. Um, obviously, you'd have to wear Cotto in big say, time. The money you'd need to pay Cotto, you'd probably talk about seven figures, and it's just whether whether BT are ready to do a pay-per-view event and whether the pay-per-view event works with, with Miguel Cotto looking into the eyes of, of Liam Smith or Liam Williams. You could pr- maybe argue... That Liam Smith, of course, is definitely the bigger draw because of the previous fight that he's had with Canelo. He's got a relationship with Golden Boy. Maybe that could happen. There's there's a reason why that fight never went on pay-per-view in the UK, though, and that's because Beefy's just not a big enough star. Yeah, We got it free on Sky Sports, even though it was a pay-per-view event in America. So, you know, it could potentially happen, but you're right. I think Cotto is is not really looking to make a defence of this belt he picked up at the weekend. I think he's making to move up to middleweight and fight the winner of Canelo Triple G. Which then, obviously, opens that belt up once again. And then hopefully the lads that I've just mentioned might be able to pick it up. Yeah, fingers crossed. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. There you have it. That's our boxing show for this week. Thank you so much for your time. Um, Once again, just as we announced a little earlier on, we do now have a bit of a partnership going on with Luke, uh, designer British menswear, of where you can get 15% discount on all full price items from their website. Get yourself on there, man. Go and have a little bit of a nosy. We're not saying go and buy some stuff. But definitely go and have a nosy. I think you'll be impressed by some of the clobber that they've got on there. Luke1977.com is the website. We'll put all the tags uh, on our Twitter feed, at Fight Disciples. And if you use our code FDLR15, you'll get 15% off at, uh, at the checkout. Nick's already gone there. He's on his way. Yeah. Um, so there you go. We've got... Next new- week, Next week, are we getting excited about Canelo Triple G? Is that, is that, can we finally start getting <coughs> excited about it next week? Is that when you want to start? That's a, we that's start getting excited well, we did six it, we, yeah. we did six weeks for Mayweather Pacquiao, so I think we can do two weeks for them boys, can't we? You know what I, I mean? We can, so, yeah. we can give them a little tickle. We can get it. We can get excited a little bit. There's quite a lot coming up as well uh, locally over the month. Obviously, the World Boxing Super Series gets underway, um, as well as obviously a show in Liverpool at the back end of the month. We've got Canelo Triple G. Loads of stuff to get our teeth stuck into as the uh, brand spanking new boxing season gets underway, and we're here for you. This is Fight Disciples, not just me and Nick. This is us as a collective, hopefully enjoying a bit of fight sports going forward. So make sure you come back and join us tomorrow as we go through the world of UFC, all available on fightdisciples.com. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.